Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. I have a really cool guest, but I have a really cool guest co-host as well. Um, let's start with my guest co-host. We all know... This is the Jerry Petito Show, live here on Saturday. <laughs> He's crazy. We all know him as one of RTR's best DJs, man, Kenny Kojak. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing great talking to you, and we have a great guest today, let me tell you. Well, I'm going to let you tell them, because you connected us, and you know what? It's your call. Let's introduce him. Okay, first I'm going to give him the sound whistle. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I have the privilege of meeting George years ago, and he's an excellent singer-guitarist. He's out here in Long Island. So welcome, everybody into the Jerry Petito Show, and here's George Maselli. Hello, Woo! George. Welcome. Hey, Georgie. Hello, everybody. Hello. I am honored to be on this show this morning. How Good are you, man? Yes. <laughs> well, we've been talking for a while, and it's finally here, right, Georgie? Yes, it certainly is. It is. So I want I you... remember the day we met. I want you to say hello to uh, a couple people in the chat room, because I think you have a family member in there as well. Yes, um, why, well, um, okay, here, yeah, I see my son Joe, hey, yeah. Joe, Joe, my son Joe is in the chat room, it's three. So say oh, hi okay. to Joe, say a big hi. Hi Joe, I love you, son, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great day today, Joe, yes, three. So, um, I want to give a shout out, of course, to the owners of RTR, Angel and Stevie, Stevie's in the chat room listening. Um, because without them and without this platform, we wouldn't be keeping this music alive. RTR is incredible. We're all over the world. And to prove we are, we have someone in the chat room that Kojak and I love so much. RTR loves her. Her name is Shirley. And she's from Hong Kong. And it's midnight there. We love you, Shirley. Love you, Shirley. Go to sleep. Yes. No, Shirley. Shirley's up at midnight. Thank you, Shirley. We love you, Shirley. Go to sleep, baby. Danny P is in the chat room. He's another RTR DJ. He's before me on Saturday. Amazing, amazing show this guy has. Um, I want to give a shout out to China Ina. She's in the chat room. The Baron of Bayside, our own Mikey. We love you, Mikey, man. Hello to Diane and... You know, I'm used to saying hello to Kojak because I see him in there as well and Georgie, but they're with me, guys. They're with me now. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. So China, Ina, don't get jealous now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Georgie, do you want to start by telling everyone a little something about you? But I have, a, I want you to share something that's really cool. You are also known as the One Man Band. Tell everyone about about that. All right. Well, what a one-man band is, is like one person who can entertain a crowd with all the music of sounding like it's actually a whole band coming out. So what I have been doing for many years, I first started off, I just had a little drum machine. So when I played guitar and sang songs for people, I could set a beat. So yeah, like, under the board, you know, and it sounded like I had a drummer with me. And I thought that was really cool. Then it got to the days where I bought a multi-track recording machine where I could 
layer myself in different tracks. In other words, let's say you have an eight-track multi-recording machine. So on track one, I could put the drums down. On track two, I put myself playing the bass guitar down. Track three, the rhythm guitar. Track four, the harmonies, and so forth, and filled up all these tracks. Then I was able to record these tracks and put them onto an iPad or an iPod uh, and go to a gig, plug that iPod into my PA system. Now I'm playing back me at home where I had already played a whole slew of instruments and sound like a whole band. Now I could either sing and play guitar or just play guitar or just sing along with the whole track of myself and theoretically sound like it's anywhere up to 30 people, you know? And this has been able to get me to get a lot of work where people could afford to um, pay for just one guy. Naturally, I charge a little bit more than one guy because of all the work I put into all of this right. stuff. But still, it's it's a it, it's a great bargain. And I, you know, I've done many parties this way. I've done the old age homes uh, for years where they really can't afford to pay a lot of people. Like they can't have a band come in. So like the one person could go in and give them a nice affordable rate. But yet, even for small parties, I never really did too many first-time weddings because when a bride and groom gets married, they, they want to show that they could do something really nice. So they get the best catering halls with the best food. They try to get like an eight to ten piece band, which I used to play in many of them also back in the 80s and the 90s. Um, I played in many of a wedding band. There used to be a, uh, a catering hall in Westbury that was known as Gigi's back at the time. And I was part of the house band we were called um bits and pieces because oh. somebody yeah because if somebody needed us to just say they can only afford four of us we all had an agreement that okay then those four would go and do that gig and then the other guys would say all right well i'm off but i could still fill in with another band somewhere and uh i i actually was the lead guitarist one of the singers and um, I was the MC, and, you know, everybody please rise while we introduce the bride and the groom, you know, that was me, I had the best speaking voice, you know, I wasn't the best singer in the band, we had a drummer that had an incredible singing voice, so he did most of the lead singing on the male part, but I sang all the rock and roll and stuff like that, we had a lady singer that was really beautiful person, and with, she had a great singing voice also, could sound like Barbra Streisand, just just to roll out of bed, she could do Barbara Streisand. She was really incredible. And a keyboard player. We had a bass player, trumpet, saxophone. And we just did our thing, you know. So, I, but anyway, the one-man band, that's what I'm saying. I don't like, you know, I always love working with people. But if it's so much more economical for the people out there in society for me to play alone, that's what I had to do. So I went that route. And basically, I went that route in the late 80s when what happened was the bands were doing great and then the DJs came out and everybody was using DJs for parties right. because we weren't getting any work anymore. Right. And we had to say, well, what are we going to do now? You know, and I went on my own way, you know. Oh, that and, makes uh, sense. You're right about that. Yeah. Um, that's basically the gist of the one-man band, Jerry. So, Bits and Pieces, I love that name uh, and um, Kojak's biting at the bit right now because I'm sure he wants to say something. Go ahead, baby. Well, you know, Mikey, uh, the Baron of Bayside, is in the chat room, and he says he remembers yeah. Gigi's very well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mikey. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, he's from Bayside. He's in Bayside, so I'm sure he's been to many of your gigs if he says he remembers Gigi's very well. Wow. That's you know? pretty cool. possible, sure. 
I mean, most of the gigs we did there were private parties. There were weddings and anniversary right, that, parties. Well, he must but have been at one of your weddings. One. Yeah, he must have been, right? He must have been in one That's of your private cool. parties. That's very cool. That's very cool. Wow. Yeah, I see his comment. I remember Gigi's very well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So why don't we wow. kick this off with a song of yours that, and and then we'll talk about it. So what do you think, okay. Kojak? Unchained Melody, right? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Can't go wrong with that one. That's for sure. That's for sure. Here we go, guys. Okay. beautiful you know what kojak before we have george talk about this song tell us some of the facts because you have some cool facts about this song yeah there's a lot of history with this song going back to 1955 where it was in a uh, film based on a prison a prison film basically and uh it was done by les baxter more popularized by al hibbler and roy hamilton it was written by High Zarit, okay, he was the lyricist, uh, and he's actually High Zaritsky, his real name is High Zaritsky, 
but known as High Zara. He, he graduated from Brooklyn Law School. He was an attorney also back in the day, but he's a writer of songs. But also, Alex North, he's the one that did the orchestrations, and he did a lot of film scores. He did Streetcar Named Desire, Spartacus, Cleopatra, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and uh, going back into uh, into the day, that song was actually covered by Jimmy Young and Liberace. But what it was most well known for, as everybody knows, yep. back in '65, okay, Phil Spector, okay, produced the Righteous Brothers doing that, yep. and uh, you're talking about a top five hit. And Jerry will be Jerry has to know that Elvis yep. had a cover of it. Sam Cooke had yep. a cover it. Roy Orbison and and Donnie Osmond yep. and and the, this this is a, a a terrific song. You you know you have to be in a bubble not to know this one. Right. So Georgie, take like two minutes because I do want to get most of your songs in. Take like two minutes yeah. and tell us what your thoughts on the song because it's absolutely beautiful what you did with it. By the way, I love the arrangement. Well, I, well, I thank you. Well, first thing I want to say is talk about the song before I talk about myself. Ken pointed out to me, I had never known this song was from a movie. And every time I sing this song, I always say, why is it called the Unchained Melody? But it came from the movie that's called Unchained, as Ken just pointed out. Yeah. Uh, it was about people in jail. Yeah. Uh, and, and at that time, it was done in an instrumental version. And then, as Ken said, later on in the years, these other people decided to make a love song out of it. Um, almost like Gone with the Wind had the theme song, which uh, is the exact melody to My Own True Love, which was a big hit for the Duprees. And um, they put words to the song, you know. Beautiful. It was also known as the theme song to the Million Dollar Movie back then, if you remember. Right, uh, also also, uh, you know, right, also called Tara's Theme. Tara's Theme, because Tara was the plantation in Gone with the Wind. Right. Right, right. All right beautiful. Okay, so... I uh, just wanted to say, now, as far as I go, um, when people see me perform as a one-man band many times, and they're hearing me play with all these tracks, they don't even understand, uh, like, they might think I'm just playing along with a karaoke track or something, you know, but uh, they don't know for sure if I played everything on it or not. But when I play at a cocktail hour, uh, and I'm just playing the guitar, just like you heard in Unchained Melody, that was just me playing one guitar, Recorded live, just as though I was at somebody's cocktail hour and people could have been talking in the background, but naturally there was nobody talking when I did at home. I was totally by myself. But my main love in playing is my love for playing on the guitar, and it's so easy when you can play solo because you don't need anything to back you up. Now, some of the next songs you're going to hear is when I'm playing along with my background okay. tracks. It'll be a whole different experience. All right. The next okay. song will be Out of Limits. Okay. Here we go, guys.
That was beautiful. Just so you know, um, Hong Kong did go to sleep. I'm so happy about that. I got my messages. We've got Ireland listening. We've got Australia. Limpy just messaged me. Uh, we are all over the place. And Nigeria, guys. So wow. really cool, Georgie. Um, Thank so you. Thank that you. was a beautiful instrumental. Talk about it, Georgie. Well, the band was called the Marquettes. And um, I don't believe they had any other hits, but I'm sure Ken would know whether he did or not. But uh, but the song was great. And uh, I think Ken will tell you the story okay. about... Um, well, anyway, let me just say that, yeah, that was one of my... Well, that's the first track you've heard where I played all those instruments on that. I have... I have several guitars going now, bass guitar I played on it, and drums and other things. And I did my own arrangement. In the bridge of that song, when it goes down, 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 it was done on the record where it had a great change of pace because an organ played that part. Oh. So, like, there was guitar doing the whole beginning of the song. That's down, 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 Oh, gosh, and that's another thing about me. I've always been known as, like, a talking guitar. I mean, I, I could actually sound like a guitar without it in my hand. I mean, I could go like... <laughs> uh, this is why I love it. better than my brain. It's it's like it's my gift and curse from the Lord at the same that's time. That's great. You know, but anyway, go ahead, Ken. George is very, very talented, Jerry. Yeah, very, I could tell. talented. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a perfectionist with that kind of stuff. But going back to oh yeah, come on, going back to uh, 1963, it was a number three charted hit by the Marquettes, as Georgie just said, and it was written by Michael Z. Gordon, who was in the group the Marquettes. But there was a problem back in uh, in, in when the song came out because it had the same kind of theme that was in the Twilight Zone. So uh, Rod Serling sued. Gordon, I don't know what the outcome was, but he did he did sue Gordon uh, over this whole thing, and the, the venture the ventures covered this uh, as George knows hundred uh, percent. In nineteen sixty four, the ventures did a great job right. on that song, right? And, yes. and 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 to let you know about this guy, uh, Gordon. Gordon wrote for Cher, Leslie Gore, Gary Lewis, Brian Ooh. Highland. And he had a lot of TV music credits, like Jump Street, he did, and Married with Children, and The Wonder Years. So the guy was very, a very accomplished uh, songwriter, and uh, so that was that was Michael uh, Michael Z. Gordon, his name. Very cool. Oh, very cool. Beautiful. So beautiful. now let's play Day Tripper. Here we go, guys. Ooh. Um. <laughs> yep. Here we go. She's a big teaser 
Incredible. I love it. Georgie, you are very incredibly talented. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very, yeah. very much. Let Kojak give the facts first, because I think there's a lot of history here, you were saying, and then you'll talk about it. There's so much yeah. history. You know, back in the day, when you bought a 45, which none of the kids know what that is today, <clears> but um, it, uh, it this was two songs on one record, and Day Tripper was the B-side. The A-side was We Can Work It Out. And both songs were recorded on the Rubber Soul album. It was recorded uh, on October 16th, 65. It was released on December 3rd, 65. And it was on the Parlophone label in the UK, on the Capitol label in in US. And of course, Lennon McCartney wrote all the great, great hits of the Beatles, George. Uh, Martin was the producer, and it was a number five uh, song. And... uh, the, uh, this rock song was, was based around a guitar riff and, uh, and it was uh, drawing on the influence of the American soul music and it was one of the top selling songs. Uh, out of 500 songs, it was listed as number 54 out of, uh, in 2018 as, as one, one of the top selling songs in, in, uh, out of 500 songs. So, Georgie, you go ahead and you tell what you want to tell about the song. It's yeah. great. Great, uh, great talent, George. Floor is yours, George. Thank you very much. Yep. And thank you very much. Um, yeah. Well, when I saw the Beatles on the Ann Sullivan show, I just knew I had to start playing the guitar. And um, when I was a kid in high school, we found a few other friends that said they wanted to maybe start a band together. One guy says, well, I could play the thing in Day Tripper. I said, really? I said, you could do that. And... Uh, and then he played it for me. I was like, whoa, that's really good, you know. But it was the Beatles that got me into playing music. All my life, I loved music, but I just never really had an urge to play music. Uh, I really was more into sports. I wanted to be a baseball player. And then when I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, I said to myself, gee, I don't know how great I could ever play a baseball or how big and strong I'm going to grow. I'm only like 14 here, you know. And I says, but apparently people are going wild over the music. 
So I picked up a guitar and I started learning it. After about six months, I remember playing somewhere in somebody's backyard with a little band I had. And this little kid came up to me and said, when you play the guitar, you make me smile. And I, was, and I, I just, I was like, gee, I don't, you know, and I figured to myself, maybe everybody makes people smile when they play the guitar. I didn't realize that there was a special calling on my life to play the guitar. But then as I got older, I started to realize, it, you know, so that's basically what I wanted to say. You know, I want to say something then about that, because yeah. when it, when a child says something like that, you have to have that in your heart forever. So engrave it in your heart because that's, I mean. that's the truth. There's no mess. There's no fluffing or none of that nonsense when it comes to children. And when they tell you you stink, take that too and laugh because that, you know. <laughs> so, George, that was an incredible, incredible, incredible compliment. Wow. Amazing. Out of the mouths of babes, right? Right, right, right. So now we're going to play Sticky Fingers. Here we go, guys. Thank you. 
right here on the Jerry Petito Show and Remember Them Radio for the first time ever. June 19th, 12.29 p.m., we stumped Kojak. You got it. Kenny Kojak has been stumped, so he doesn't have much to say about this song. So, Georgie, take it away, baby. Okay. Well, when I was a kid, I remember my dad said, if you want to make it in the business of music or anything in life, you have to do something that hasn't been done before. And even all through life, a lot of my friends said, you know, the main difference between some really good bands and the ones that really get somewhere are the ones that write their own songs. And those songs become part of history to people, the songs that they play all their lives, you know. And, um, I, well, you know how much I love to play the guitar. The first song was melody where I just played one guitar and it make it sound nice. So I said to myself, I love writing melodies. And even without singing, I like to do versions of them just on guitar. So on my YouTube channel, I have over 40 songs, just like Sticky Fingers that I've written, that are all my own, where you, where you can see me playing them, actually. They are videos, because it's YouTube, you know? And um, I wrote one song about my about my pet rabbit, who passed away many years ago. His name was Hopper, so I call the song Hopper. And it goes like, do 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 da da ba da 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 ba ba You know, it's got a cute melody to it, and... Um, I wrote some songs that are almost like spiritual songs, like you could pray to them while you hear them, you know. I mean, I write all kinds of music, and uh, I've also written a few songs that have lyrics. I don't write that many songs with lyrics, but I've written about half a dozen, and every time I would play them for people, they always would flip out over them. And uh, maybe if, if we do another show again, I'd like to do one of those songs that has words to it, because words are important too, you know. Yes. Kojak, yeah, so baby, who loves you? I love you. So I'm going to do this for Kojak right here, right now, baby. Hi, this is Ken Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host on Remember Then Radio. Man, I'm going to get a lot of high fives for this show today. (laughs) (laughs) So now, I want to say some things about you, Georgie, first of all. Um, I read some of your bio, and... I love you, but now I think right now at this moment I only like you, and you'll hear why, mister. I got a bone to pick with you. Georgie's favorite music is really a wide range of styles. He mentions Beatles, Cream, Chet Atkins, Jay and the Americans. Who doesn't love all them, right? So whatever makes people happy makes him happy to play it. That's what entertainment is all about. Where the heck did you say Elvis, mister? Of course. Because I loved Elvis's music. Um, I, I always um, wish that my main gift was to be a singer, but obviously it's a guitar player who sings, and there are many beautiful people like that out there in the world. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but Elvis, I certainly love Elvis, and that's why uh, doing Blue Suede Shoes and Hound Dog and That's All Right Mama, I sing It's Now or Never right in front of people, uh... Love Be Tender is one of my favorite songs. Uh, I just loved I, I just loved the King of Rock and Roll. I was just so saddened by the fact that his life was shortened and he died at forty two years old. Right. He just never had a chance to really fully mature in his mind before he was thrown into the public eye so much that he couldn't even analyze himself and keep himself together enough to stay alive. He should still be alive to this day. And some people say he is alive and maybe he is somewhere. Maybe he just got out of the business. I don't know. No. But I certainly love 
Elvis Presley. I loved his movies. I loved his compassion for people. The fact that he gave Cadillacs to people he saw yes. walking down the street that had no money. You know, this, this is a man. Like, That's I mean, right. That's what it's all about. You know, you, you know um, I want to just share something real quick and then Ken will say what he wants to say. And then we are going to play Hound Dog and Blue Suede Shoes from you. Um, and I love you again now, Georgie. Um, <laughs> yes. Back the good list. All right. Yes. I, I still have, and, and people have heard me say this, the ticket to 1977 concert. I never made it to. I was 16. It's hanging in my Elvis poker room. I even have an Elvis poker table. Um, and, you know, I got honored by interviewing his nurse, Marion, and uh, we become very good friends. We talk every week, and she's now 95. So keep her in your prayers as well, everyone. Um, yes. And I got a hello from Priscilla, and I, I was supposed to meet her through this pandemic, and I'm hoping that still may take place. So wow. um, Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. Now, Kojak, what would you like to say? Well, I don't have enough time to say what I really want to say, so let me shorten it up by, by, by letting you know that, uh, well, blue, well, Hound Dog, Blue Suede Shoes, I mean, you're talking about huge, huge hits. Uh, Big Mama Thornton, going back to February of 53 on the Peacock label, label, and it was written by Libra and Stoller. I mean, we, we can't get any better than that. Mm. Uh, going back to Carl, Carl Perkins on the Sun label, uh, produced by Sam Phillips in, in, in 56. Uh, I mean... Um, you can't get any bigger than that. Uh, so why don't you just play the song, let the people hear the great, great yep. tune that uh, that uh, uh, Georgie's doing now. And, uh, yep. Can you know, I just say one quick thing, Jerry? Before yep, you play it? there you go. Um, just want to say that when, when I made the recording, um, I felt like songs like this are easy for me to sing, and I love singing them, but it's almost like there's a twist of fate here. It's almost like I feel like I think that the playing on the guitar, especially the second guitar solo, will be more prominent than even the fact that I was singing the song because I am mainly a guitar player. Gotcha. So just listen to the music and listen to the guitar as you well got as the it. vocals. And just enjoy the song, everybody. Of course. Yeah, enjoy lights. Oh, of enjoy course. Here we go, guys. Woo!
Amazing, amazing. Georgie, why don't we take this time for you to give everyone all the information you want to give them about getting in touch with you? Okay. Well, first off, I have that YouTube channel, which is under Georgie Maselli, G-E-O-R-G-I-E, N-A-S-E-L-L-I, where I've got versions of my instrumental solo guitar songs that I've written, and I've also got a couple of Christmas songs on there, and I've got myself playing songs like we did from my previous show with Ken, I've got tonight from West Side Story on there, and a whole bunch of things, there's a few of the songs that I've written that are on there that have lyrics to them, um, so it's Georgie Maselli, uh, if you go on YouTube and a big round circular pink colored G pops up on the page, if you hit that, it'll take you right to my page. Now, on Facebook, I have two pages. One is just under George Maselli, M-A-S-E-L-L-I. The other one is under Georgie Maselli Music, um, which is my more business-type side, but I put everything everywhere. And, it's, and I do a lot of playing here on Long Island, a lot of different restaurants and places like that. Um, I was going to say, if anybody wants to know where I'm at, just feel free to send me a private message on my Facebook page, or I'll even give everybody my cell phone number, uh, which is 631-252-0784. So you can always send me a text or a phone call there. I'm always loving speaking with everybody. And uh-huh. uh, that's my basic in- info, I would say. Amazing. Yeah. Kojak, tell everyone your show, baby, because it's been changed. Okay, yes, my show has changed because uh, it was on Mondays before from 8 to 11, but I'm doing this classic car show in my town, which I've done for 11 years now, except for the pandemic uh, last summer. So what's better than hearing oldies, spinning oldies, and seeing classic old vehicles? So I have a lot of fun uh, doing that. And uh, so it's, it's Tuesdays now from 8 to 11 p.m., and it's called the Ken Kojak 60s Jukebox Review, but I also put in some great 50s and 70s songs, and this Tuesday I'm actually uh, doing songs of the Bee Gees. Wow. Yeah, starting off in the late 60s, actually June of 67 was their first song, and uh, it'll be terrific, terrific music of the Bee Gees, of course. I, yeah, they're a great band. I know one of my favorite songs with them is "I Just Gotta Get a Message to You." Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think song. I what think. Other than, you know, my favorite Elvis songs, of course, and the greatest songs, you know, we all we all know what the greatest songs ever written were. But I'm going to tell you something. That song brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it, and I don't care how old I get, I'll still have tears in my eyes. Yeah. You know? It's the most... And I guess most people know how they got the name the BGs, right, everybody out there? Well, tell us. The Brothers Gift. Brothers Gibb, Andy Gibb, well, well, actually, Andy wasn't one of the three Bee Gees, he was the younger brother. Right. It was Barry, Maurice, and Robin Gibb, the three brothers, they sang in that beautiful falsetto harmony, and they just had their own sound. They they added something to the world that had never been seen before. Wow. As most of the great artists have done. From Frankie Amazing. From Valley and the Four Seasons with that different sound, and Elvis when he came out. Amazing. The Beatles, these people changed the world. Yep, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted... said that uh, Andy uh, passed on. It's 29 years young. Yep. Yes, yes, that's a shame. I want to yeah. share about our show Wednesday, Kojak, because my show on Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
Kenny Kojak will be my guest co-host again. We are interviewing. Um, he's he's back. He's back with us. Greg Morton from AGT. What do you think about uh, that, Kojak? Oh, the, the guy's amazing. He could do a hundred different sounds and voices. And he, oh. he, he came in. He was a semifinalist on the, on AGT. To, and, and the guy's a, a lovely, lovely man. Very sincere, down to earth. And thanks to Jerry. Thanks to Jerry, I met him. He's amazing. Um, I was going to say, I have the greatest respect for somebody who can imitate other people like that. Not just people. He's like you with the sounds. He does Star Trek signs. Oh, my gosh. You have... Listen, Greg Morton, not only do you have to listen to our show on Wednesday, then, you have to Google this guy. You will freak out, and I kid you not. Wow. Okay, I, I, I kid you not. You will freak out. The guy uh, is ridiculous. And, and, sure oh my goodness. And he is also one of the nicest guys ever. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh my God, is he nice. He is just so amazing. He is just so amazing. So, what we're going to do now is we are going to play the final song that I have in queue for you. And then we are going to talk about it, okay? You know what I want to say, Jerry? Go ahead. Uh, let's, make this, let's make this a little trivia game for the people in the chat room. Um, this is a theme of two songs that you will have heard before from TV shows, and mostly Western TV shows. There's only two songs. It plays one, then goes to another one, then goes back to the first one at the very end. See if you guys can just type in the name of the two TV shows these two theme songs are from. It's a little fun here. Okay, there you go. Here we go. Then let's just play them. All right. Yes. All right.
right, awesome, Georgie. So what did you want to ask them about it? Well, I was wondering if anybody had known what um, what the two shows were that I played their music from, the, okay. the themes to two songs. It looks like nobody's typed yeah, the answer. I the think chat. you stumped them. Tell us. Okay, well, the first one was a theme from The Rifleman with Chuck Connors. Yeah. And then the second one, I figured everybody would know, was the theme from the Davy Crockett TV show. Davey, Davey Crockett, uh, you know, da 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 about the relationship he had with the late Bobby Coleman from Larry Chance's group. Tell us how that okay. happened. Go ahead. I, I first met Bobby Coleman when I was playing in an all-Italian wedding band up in New Rochelle. Bobby lives somewhere up that area. I think he's in Mount Vernon area. Uh, and um, he came on a gig one day. He came on to play the bass. I was the guitar player. We were the only two that spoke English without a big accent. And, uh, and, um, I don't think he was in the Earls at that time. He used to do some work with the Belmonts, I think he said before that. And anyway, we became really good friends. We even did a uh, show together one time, just the two of us. We played at a restaurant bar in Farmingdale together for St. Patrick's Day, oh. approximately 20 years ago. And where, where he played the keyboard and sang, and I played guitar and sang. Oh. And... Um, we had a great time then. But but though Bobby and I became very close, I was telling Ken on the last show that Bobby would confide things to me in his personal life that he said he never said to anybody. Uh, I, I mean, about his relationships with his loved ones and with the band and with everything. And I was always just there for him, you know, and he, he was just a great guy, you know. I mean, we spoke maybe once a year. But, I mean, for speaking once a year, I just... Just the trust he had in me, and and I guess looking for advice, and and uh, we just had some really great times together. And I hadn't seen him probably in at least five years before he passed away. Mm. So. But every time, every time I was with the Earls, Georgie, I always mentioned to to Bobby that uh, that you send regards, and he always said you were a great, great guitarist. Yeah, you know I. It's not even just about guitar, it's just about friendship and family. Oh, yeah, the guy. I think yeah. the last time I saw him was when the Earls did a concert at Tanner Park in Copeg, Long Island. Oh, uh, oh many, beautiful. You know, say about five, five, six years ago. And then, uh, like about a quarter of a mile away from the stage, they had a dressing area. It was, actually, it was in the senior center. And right. me and Bobby were the last two in there. And while he was getting changed, I was just talking to him. And he opened up about so many things to me. And, and I talked back to with Beautiful. him and we just had a, a great time you know yeah, rest, Beautiful. Rest, in rest, peace. In peace. rest in peace yeah may he rest in peace so you know? guys sure. I want to take this time now to say my thank yous to you guys and to everyone out there everyone for listening everyone in the chat room I want to thank my incredible guest co-host DJ Kenny Kojak love you baby I want to thank you there it is I want to thank you Georgie George Maselli everyone um, you are quite welcome it was amazing. Okay, You're amazing. And we're going to do this again, the three of us. Yes, yes. It's always a pleasure. Total pleasure. So, you know? each of you have I hope one... You 
Each of you have a minute. You have to tell your fans whatever you want to say. You go first, Georgie. Well, the first thing, I, I want to thank the two DJs for doing this. Oh. You know, this is the internet radio, and this is something where they donate their time for this. This is not like where they're getting paid to do this, you know? Oh. And even the, even the people that own the radio station, uh, is it Stephen Angel? Is that right? Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, they... Just, just think of how much this must cost them, and they don't make any money from it. They do it because they love life, yes. they love people, they love the world. They're out there making it a better place. Just yes, the same as you, Jerry and Kenny Kojak are doing the same thing, you know. And even myself now, I'm just donating. I'm just donating, donating my time. So I'm trying to spit out, but you know. Um, it's just because we want life to go on and people to be happy, you know? And that's what the whole idea is. And I think the greatest entertainers in this world, the people that are the most successful are the ones that bring out the most love in people, you know? I mean, when you walk into the record shop and you wanted to buy a Beatles album, you would say, oh, I love the Beatles. You wouldn't say, oh, the Beatles had great harmonies or the Beatles... Right. Uh, you know, you know, like they wrote specific notes. Right. It's got nothing to do with the music. Yes. It's nothing to do with the music. It's the spirit behind the music. Yes. It's making people feel good. Like, I mean, like when Elvis Presley came out and he shook his hips. Yes. Um, he he was sincere in doing that. He wasn't doing that to try to look sexy. That's just how he actually felt when he heard the music. And people knew it was real. And they just went crazy over it, you know? Uh. You've got to be real in this world. Otherwise, you're not going to... Be doing the true thing you're called to do. Beautifully said. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, George is great. You know, it's privileged uh, to meet him. He's actually uh, helped me years and years ago out in Suffolk. I like to do these uh, dinner dance benefits for different charities. And he did help me uh, years ago to raise money for charity. So I thank him for that. Uh, He's a great human being. He likes to entertain. And it's all about the music. You know, like I said before, you know, this uh, 15 months of just doing nothing right. and not able to see a show go on, go backstage and see my friends in this music business, it, it, it's, it's been really difficult for me. And, uh, but it's going to start to open up again. But I have the privilege and blessing of, of just meeting a lot of these headline artists, getting interviews with them and playing their great songs. And, uh, it's yes. all about the music. It's all about the music. Amazing. I just want to say that Ken has had, and both of you have had some incredible talents. I mean, famous people. Yes. Crazy, right? Mel Carter. Oh, please stop. And now we have the famous Georgie Maselli. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Give me your autograph, baby. But I remember the same week that Ken had me on his first show, he had just finished Gary Puckett and... Yep. Yep. I've interviewed them as well. It was amazing. Me and Kenny could absolutely die smiling, right? We can go on tour. Yes. So unbelievable. So this is what I want to do. We only have a couple minutes left. I found something in my queue. The Godfather mandolin. I believe, guys that this one is Greg Moore, and it could also be John Monforto. I'm not sure, but they're both incredible. But I'm going to play it for you anyway, and I'll have a few seconds to tell you which one it was. So let's play this one, The Godfather Mandolin, just for a little fun here.
wasn't the one I thought it was guys I apologize but so this is what I want to do um, I'm gonna close out the show now and I'm gonna play let me let me go back into here and I want to play Unchained Melodies okay by Georgie this is how we're gonna close right now I want to thank goodbye to Elliot hi Elliot hey baby Elliot's in the chat now we love you Elliot um we're gonna close out with this Georgie uh, again, thank you, sweetheart, yeah. and thank you, Ken, and thank you to all my thank listeners. You. Here thank we go. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.